Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast. Probably should not have cursed in the first couple of minutes. Now we're going to get demonetized on YouTube, which we're not on. Uh, no, but just, if anybody's just... been ripping these and putting them on YouTube, they're going to get demonetized. So I'm sorry that you're going to lose that 11 uh, quarters of a cent. 11 quarters Point zero 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 eleven. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Folks, that was we're tired. That's the we're already tired. We're confused. We're stupid. And I missed... We got 10 total brain cells. And I missed pretty much everything you just said because Discord had an issue. Love that. So we got bad connections to each other. We don't know what each other are talking about. It's going to be a crazy one. So obviously, uh, I am FilterCord, Austin, with me today, Johnny Riot, also known as... Johnny Riot. Johnny Riot. And we got I'm too lazy to come up with a new name. Hola. Brian, Major Potty over there in the corner. Uh, he did all the work again, which is really good. Typically, I log in like, you know, I, I jump on the call a little early before we do. You know, we, we usually hang out for a little bit before we start recording. And that is the first time all week that I think about, like, video games in any way. Um, actually, I'm a fake gamer. I actually spend most of my time knitting. Um, that's why I'm such a big uh, Cookie Mama fan. So, uh, folks, we're diving into it today. So... There's been a lot of bad news. Well, there's a lot of... Yeah, there's like... Um, I mean, primarily, we're going to be this talking has been about a big, delays. This has been a big bad news week. In um, fact, I only see one... Out, out of all of the stuff we've shared, I only see like maybe two good news things. I would say there are more misfires than bad news. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird... Can we yeah, not like talk about misfires today, oh, please? That Oops. was a poor choice of words. You know... Might be. You know, you know how it is. <laughs> We got. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Completely. So we're not about we're not going to be covering line. that. I'm sure that it's already been discussed to death. Um, the memes are pretty fire. Stop. <laughs> so we're going to start with what we've been playing, uh, because yeah, pretty much the news is pretty depressing. So we're going to try to get all of our interesting uh, stuff out of the way in the beginning, so you can stop listening. Make sure you download it like three or four times. Helps us out. So why has Brian been playing nothing but old things? I mean, that's also what I've been doing. <laughs> I mean, Forza Horizon 4 is technically new to me, granted, in the grand scheme of things, it is old. I decided <laughs> to jump into that just to see what the game style for the Horizon games were like before. No, I know what you're doing. Yeah. You're trying to get the vibe of what Fable's going to feel like, because it's that same studio. Exactly. More on we that later. We'll talk about though. that later. <laughs> that is a tease, folks. Yeah. But I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, not so much with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I'm just trying to complete it so that way I can just get it off my hard drive and not have to worry about it again. I and, think, yeah, yeah, I think ultimately, like, I'm, I'm, well, I think we're all cursed with like permanently having to play every new Ubisoft game and realizing like five hours in that it's the exact same game uh, uh, for the uh. last twenty years. I haven't bought. I haven't played any of the new Ubisoft games in like two years, though. I well, yeah, bought them all. You've like I've escaped the all, cycle of. But I haven't played any of them. That's the ideal. You've escaped the cycle of Samsara. You've you've uh, elevated to the highest level of Buddha, and you no longer have to experience Ubisoft games. Although I do like the Far Cry games. <laughs> I mean, th that's the thing. Is like, so I mean, obviously, I think the main reason why me and Brian have not been playing anything new is a. I mean, backlog issues. Of course, everybody has that. Yeah. But um, a lot of the new stuff that's coming out just does not catch my eye. Like, and I, you know, if you go back, I don't know, five episodes or something, download it 13 times to get our stats up. Like, 
it's it's wild because I was excited for Far Cry, and then they started showing more gameplay, and I'm like, Ew. and then they started being like, this time we are getting political. <laughs> well, and did you like, guys? Um, uh, you're you're losing me bigly. Did you guys spend any time with Back for Blood? I know you guys talked a little bit earlier in our yeah. Group chat. Me and Jay played that a little bit, so we've been having fun. Again, it's like they've added mechanics that I I if you were to write down on like. You know, if I had my my desire list of a new Left 4 Dead, what what do I want in Left 4 Dead three? And then you, you know, ticked off all the boxes. Like, it should be that Back for Blood is my ideal game. But I go, you know, it's got some base management stuff going on. It's got like uh, the trading like card system thing. Yeah, yeah. There's like a deck of cards thing, which every game has to have now, which is like. You, yeah, you're diversifying your game basically. So you give yourself little bonuses. You can set up challenges. So you can say like, um, you know, you take ten percent more damage, but um, your weapons deal fifteen percent more damage or something. So like, you know, like a glass cannon build or something yeah. like that. So like, that stuff seems awesome, but then the single player sucks ass. The bots logic is horrible. So if you're not playing with you know, so you, you encountered the same things I dealt with. Beings. Yeah, I mean, the, the AI is dog shit. Literally, your companion AI would be better if they just loaded a default zombie AI into them. They are worse <laughs> than the default zombies that take one shot to kill. I mean, it's it's honestly shocking how bad... I didn't know that you could be this bad at AI in the modern day. I thought it was like... Unreal has built-ins that are just better than these. It, it's crazy. Um... Like, they get stuck on geometry. They forget how to attack. Like, I've seen where they're standing at the top of a staircase. And there's just zombies surrounding them in every direction, just hitting them. And they are just they don't even, like, look around. Like, they're stuck staring at something. Like, their vision got stuck on an object in the environment, not even their body. It's like it's that crazy. encounter I talked about um, during the beta where the big arm guy had a hold of me. And I was just around the corner of the wall from the rest of my AI team and my characters yelling out help me help me and they're just standing there like what you guys hear something they're like do we have like was there like a guy here that like knew what he was doing was there a guy that had 700 kills and we each had one I can't remember like it, it really is wild and again like the base building is nothing like it's it is complete veneer like there's no actual like interaction really going on i was wondering about that because there wasn't really much as far as base building stuff goes in the beta the main thing you do is basically you can set up like outposts that will like farm resources or something okay which doesn't appear to be useful in any way so i don't know why it's there but i mean the things that they did do that i think are good just so i'm not like absolutely shitting on this game i like i like the studio a lot it's turtle rock right yeah and i wish to god that valve would just like send one guy in their staff that never fucking does anything over and just let them make Left 4 Dead 3 and that guy just supervises like well isn't Turtle Rock the studio that did make the Left 4 Dead games and then they left yeah. Steam because they got tired of them sitting on Valve was so insanely difficult to work with which you can tell by the fact that yeah. they haven't put a game out in fucking 30 years yeah that's and because then... 30 has a 3 in it yeah we cannot use 3's yeah not happening illegal well now to like it, to see that Valve has continued to go on like acquisition sprees and just like they absorb this talent like the guys that made fucking uh, Firewatch they go and absorb all the Idle Thumbs people and none of them will ever fucking none of their games will see the light of day like they released Half-Life Alex, which extremely good VR game from all everything I hear I haven't played it but you know 
Isn't it's, they released one game in the last decade? Is that the same studio that's supposed to be making that like in the Valley, in the of, the Valley of the Gods? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not happening. It's essentially been it hasn't been canceled, but it's been indefinitely postponed. Right. So it's uh, why why acquire them if you're literally not going to do anything? They are almost like Amazon, where it's like the kiss of death, sort of. Like, maybe we'll release one game in a 15-year span, and that one game will do really well. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just, why did you have to acquire 13 studios to do that? You know? When Turtle Rock is out here shitting out, not gold bars, but maybe, like, you know, some old copper wiring they found in a building. It's worth something, you know? So, yeah... I'll give the hot take I didn't actually say the positive stuff. I really enjoyed Evolve from Turtle Rock after they left. With um, the right squad. Yeah. You know, with with the right people. That was a big thing, too, with Evolve, that there was no AI that you had to deal with. Right. Really. I guess you could play practice modes and stuff, but not really like a major AI you had to deal with. So it was relatively, you know, player-driven. I had a lot of fun um, with that Trapper class. Yeah, it had some cool shit going on. Yeah. I played it a little bit. At some point, they gave it out for free, or there was a free weekend or something that we played. They, it was cool. Again, it's not really my thing, but it was really interesting for what it was. I think they eventually made it, or they either dropped the price for a very long time to like next to nothing, or they did make it free, and then they just kind of shut the game down. And I yeah. think it got delisted, I, if I remember right. I can't recall. Because yeah, I definitely haven't seen or heard anything about it for like a right years at the least um, i think that they shut down the servers for it yeah i think um with back for blood um the main like the good things i think uh the mission structure was improved so Mm -hmm. in left for dead if you'll recall i'm sure everybody remembers because this game is like 2.99 on steam every other week um it's broken into like a four act structure and then each act has four missions in it basically so there's the intro, okay, we're at the top of this building and we have to, you know, we need to get over to this other top of this other building's helipad to get evacuated. Right. So, like, mission one is getting out of the apartment building. Mission two is moving across the streets and you have to dip into the subway. Mission three Mm -hmm. is going through the subway and popping out the other side. Mission four is getting to the top of the next building and getting out. And then in those, there are these, like, sequences where you trigger, like, hordes of zombies to attack... Um, The system is intelligent, and it's, like, adaptively making the game more or less challenging based on some kind of stats in your encounters or something. I don't know. And Again, a really sophisticated AI there. So I don't know how they fucked it up in other spots. But, um... So, yeah, they expanded on that by a lot. So not only are there additional acts uh, in... So, like, I I think actually it has four acts again. It's a four-act structure game of like the main storyline if you want to call it that but in that there are like arcs i would say so there's like the first one's four missions Mm -hmm. which would have been a full act before but then inside that first act you know there's four missions and that's the first arc then there's like two missions and then there's three missions and then it ends with one which is just a massive battle so like they really lengthened out those acts which i think is really smart um it gives you more um, how do I want to describe it? Like more continuity in areas. Um, you're doing different things. Like uh, some of the missions will be like rescue survivors. So we did this mission where you have to um, run across this bridge. Basically, there's like a collapsed bridge and a boat ran into it or whatever. Yeah, so I believe that was in that. The beta. Yeah, you run across that, 
So it's like this huge thing to get even get to where the the boat is, right? Right. And then once you make it there, you basically have to like trigger the horde and then just dash across because they will not stop coming. Right. Um, so you dash across the boat and make it to the other side. There's like this little army set up where they're like, you know, like blockade. And then they're like, okay, these zombies aren't stopping. We have to blow the boat. So you have to turn around and grab these explosives and run back into the horde that you triggered on this like multi-level boat. You like run down into the, the basement of it and set up these explosives and then you have a timed escape. So again, you're still getting hit by a horde. Right. So you have to like fight your way back out of what you just ran through, make it back to the army guys before the thing explodes, and then it explodes, ends the mission. Then the next mission is the army guys, you're at their little base, and they're like, okay, we've got a squad out there who's missing, and we need you to help us either figure out what happened or bring the squad back. So then you have like a rescue mission where you leave the fort, you go out and find these guys that are, you know, they're they're hiding uh, in like they've like shuttered themselves into areas and that are being attacked by zombies and you have to go try to save them and then you save them and then escort them back so you actually have like three or four additional bots that are helping you Mm -hmm. but when once you release them then of course that triggers something that makes all the zombies come right so it's like they've added mission type variety and stuff they've added like you're helping other survivors and shit which is really cool I love all that but then the structure of the game itself I don't like where it's like they have like Call of Duty style progression. They have the card unlocks. Actually, I don't want to say Call of Duty. I want to say Star Wars Battlefront. Because that, you know, with the cards and the like unit, like custom unit types and shit. Yeah, the, the I would characters agree with that you choose are like actually that. slightly, yeah, the, the characters are slightly different from each other. So it's not like Left 4 Dead where they look different and they have like quips or whatever, but they are functionally the same. Right. So they, they didn't make like character classes. Um, and I just like I think that's a mess because it I don't know it it uh, well not to say that it unbalances it because I don't really care how balanced the zombie shooting game is but there's just something about it that I'm just not into. Well, would you say that because if you're doing the story or something like that and you have matchmaking set up, then you may end up in a situation where you're not even choosing the character that you would want to play as. Yeah, you might have to you might be penalized, and you're like you're supposed to be building certain builds. Right. So, like, uh, Jay has been playing as, like, a medic sort of build or, like, team, like, life support. Mm-hmm. So he plays as a character that's, like, the, a doctor, and he has a bunch of cards that, like, they give people, like, escapes from, like, holds. Like, if you get grabbed, you can, like, bust out once on your own without help. Um, things that give you, like, additional health when you use a healing pack. Things like when one of your allies dies everybody gets a health boost because it's like your adrenaline and you're like, Oh, I have to go save that guy. And you become like temporarily stronger. Right. Right. So he has this really interesting build that, like you said, if you're playing single player, the bots are not going to be able to handle that. They don't know what to do with that. So you're completely fucked. Like if you're playing single player, you have to play as a damage dealer. And like, there's simply no other way to get through the game. You're just going to be suffering for no reason. And, like, the game wants you to have builds like that. So it's just really weird. Like, they punish you for using the mechanics correctly. Right. Uh, and, you know, with that base building structure and the card, you know, the deck building thing, that's telling you, hey, you should solo play this a lot to get your, to, to grind, to get your skills up, to get additional cards, unlocks, and shit like that. 
but the game sucks ass to play solo. So it's like, you know, it really is like, hey, go grind and kill a million fucking boars so that you can kill this guy that strips naked and kills people. Like, it just sucks. Like, it's not fun. It's not interesting. It doesn't give you a cool story to tell. So it's like, hey, just waste your time on this fucking $60 game. Which, of course, for me was free. So I'm bitching about something I literally got for free. But, you know, is what it is. So, wasn't expecting to talk about Back for Blood so much, but... Sounds like you were back for blood on that. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm back for blood. I'm, I'm left three disappointed over here. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it, it, what really hits me again is the thing that's like, if they just said, oh, it's, it's, it's Battlefront, but with, you know, it's Battlefield with zombies, I would just know that I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they like kind of tried to tease me in and then betrayed me like that is what got me fucked up. <laughs> But what else were you playing? Now that I'm off my soapbox. For me or for Johnny? Let's finish out. We'll do it alphabetically. What what the fuck? This isn't alphabetical. We'll do it in order on our document here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, essentially, I've given my spiel uh, just touching into Forza Horizon 4 just to see what the game style is like and kind of get ready for 5. Yeah. Uh, during the stream last week, I was talking about like just basically. Well, I during the stream and I think the podcast in general, I was just talking about like the general excitement that I have for five and just how much fun the game looks. And I think this is mm. this is the first time I'm getting back into a racing like an actual racing game, probably since the PlayStation Two era. So a lot of this is kind of really new for me, and the feel for driving definitely is a lot different than what I've been used to. In, a lot of the other games I've been playing. So, and the other day, I just had so much fun with this one race uh, where you're driving across the countryside and you're racing against uh, uh, an actual, like, hovercraft to the finish line. And this thing is just swerving in and out of the uh, designated racetrack, just destroying a bunch of, like, fences and trees in front of you or behind you as you two are competing to get to the end of the... Um, finish line. So, it's it's been a lot of fun to get into, and it just it makes me even more excited for when five comes out. Yeah. But that is about it for me. So, All right, Johnny, well, what you been up to? Uh, for me, I didn't get to talk much about it last week because I wasn't here. But um, I picked yeah. up Metroid Dread on day one and played the hell out of it. Um, nice. absolutely loved it a, a stellar game if you're a fan of the series you already know you want it um, if you're not it's not the best way to get yourself into Metroid because there's a lot going mm-hmm. on uh, not only a lot of story stuff because this wraps up a lot of cool story content doesn't really give you a, a whole lot otherwise though so you got to be kind of careful with what you're diving into on it um, I had a lot of fun with it though um, but I also picked up Dungeon Encounters and okay. Dungeon Encounters is one that I talked up a little bit before launch because I saw the trailers for it. It was the one that Square Enix kind of uh, announced like a week before it dropped. Um, it's a very bare bones, minimalist game, but... Oh, is this the one where it almost kind of looks like you're on a board and you're just going yeah. from yeah, like square to square? it's literally just a dungeon crawler. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I remember the, the you talking about this. The plot is that 
the plot is that essentially you uh, like this the in a giant mysterious labyrinth appeared uh, below, below ground and people would keep going to explore it and keep not coming back and eventually the the area decided to build like a an academy over the top of it to like train people on how to be able to survive in the depths of the dungeon um, but it's active time battle system like Final Fantasy 4, 5, 6 and like all the fun ones where you actually had your, your bar fill up for when it was your turn so you could plan ahead that way um, so faster characters and increasing your speed would actually make a difference it wasn't just straight turn taking like some RPGs right but when the combat happens, it really just kind of shows the stuff. Or it just it just shows you know the little like character card, not even not even your actual characters or anything. So it really is a, a visually minimalistic approach to such a very deep game um, because it's all planning. You know, you realize that your basic sword attack with the st- sword that you start with for characters does like thirty damage. You have spells that can do so much damage, but every character has life points. But they also have physical defense or magic defense, and the life points start start going away unless it is either a an attack that specifically targets life points exclusively, or until your magic defense or physical defense is down to zero. Gotcha. So if you're using a, if your characters are all using swords and you're hitting dudes that like have high physical defense, once the physical defense is zeroed out, it doesn't roll over to like that damage taking onto the enemy as their life points. But like so, if an enemy has 10 HP and you do an attack, or if an enemy has 10 physical defense points and 3 HP, and you hit it for 30, well, that's going to take its physical defense points away, but that's not going to hit its life points yet until mm-hmm. that next attack. Um, it kind of reminds me of a lot of like other games that kind of use that same mechanic. It almost, it almost comes yeah. out like a lot of card games. It feels almost like a lot of different trading card games that I've played, the way the point system works like that. All right. know, where you don't have, like, it's kind of like if I take it Magic the Gathering, you don't have Trample. Um, yes. So an attack's not going to take the magic uh, defense or physical defense away and do life point damage. It's just going to take it away. Um, but as you go and you get more money, you can you can climb all the way back out and go back to the shops. Um, you get different abilities, like you can equip abilities onto your onto your team so that you can like see where the enemy encounters are going to be, or you can start running away from battles if you get the right ability for it. Um, but if a character dies, of course you can like drag them to a restoration fountain because almost every floor has a life restoring fountain and a, like a recovery fountain. But if okay. a character gets turned to stone, you can't drag a statue around with you. You have to leave them in the dungeon. So you can be like six floors deep, an enemy can hit you with a spell that turns one of your strongest characters into a statue, you can de-equip them and then kick them out of your team, and when you go back to the surface to recruit somebody else, they're still in the recruit list with the tile that they were left on indicated. So you can always open that up, find that tile again, and go to that person, so that if you get an item that might be able to recover them from from that curse or that affliction, you can go get them back. Um, That is pretty cool. It's really, it, like I said, it's very deep for such a visually minimalistic game. Um, I think I got it for like 20% off on the eShop. To me, it's perfect on the Switch, but it's also on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't want to stop playing it. It's the kind of game where like you definitely feel progress, because every floor you're on, it shows you how many tiles are left to uncover. So as you uncover each floor, you get some you get skill points to be able to equip skills onto your team. Once you get more skills, mm-hmm. the farthest I made it was like six floors deep. 
I eventually got an ability that will let you jump to the floor below you if there's a tile like for you to land on. Like it won't let you jump three floors, but you can use an ability point to drop down a floor. And I accidentally went further than I intended to and had to backtrack. Um, but it's crazy, and the character designs are everything from like a normal looking person in a hoodie with headphones to a giant like my neighbor Totoro like cat looking thing <laughs> to a robot to a regular knight and like a dude with a sword and like a spellcaster and all this different stuff um, Love that. It's a, it was a lot of fun and you do have attacks that do consistent damage so like you know like I said that starting sword does 30 and you can one character you start with has an item like an accessory equipped that lets them do additional 20 damage per physical attack every time which is awesome nice. but your characters can also only equip so much. They have a a certain, um, almost like a weight scale, but it's like a, an equipped gear system like of so many points that you can utilize on putting that gear on them that you can't go above that or they can't equip anything. Mm. So you've got to like really take it with a grain of salt on, oh, I got this awesome leather jacket. Do I want to drop the gear they have and equip that, which is going to give them more life defense or more physical defense points, mm -hmm. or do I want to put this awesome hat on them that's going to give them more magic defense points? Um, you do eventually encounter enemies that have flying, so your physical attacks won't hit them unless you have like a bow and arrow or a crossbow. Um, and you can equip that kind of stuff too and do massive damage, but it really takes planning. You know, do you want a character that's all melee all the time, or do you want a character that has all spells, or do you want to divide that stuff up? And you've got to be careful because you're probably not going to be able to equip the same character with the strongest physical attacks and the strongest spells while also giving them decent protective gear so they're going to be a glass cannon um, or you've got somebody that can take a shitload of hits and deal variety damage to all kinds of enemies um, it's it's way better than I thought it was going to be Nice. Um, I have played the hell out of it it's installed on two of my switches so <laughs> um, anywhere I go at this point I've got access to it and I really want it to be a mobile game as well I, I would love to have that on like my phone, on an iPad, just anywhere I go because it's it's the perfect kind of game for that. I won't lie, as you've been talking about some it. videos on it, and if you're a fan of dungeon crawlers and turn-based RPGs, it is a must-play. As you were talking nice. about it, I did check to see if it was on the App Store already or not, but it's. I mean, I should, could just also check the released um, platforms as well. Yeah, I feel like that would be a good one on like. Uh, like on a tablet too yeah it'd be phenomenal for it because um, it's also like the big thing is it's not just the music um, well it's also on PS4 I forgot about that but the the gameplay itself is great because it's made by the person from like that used to, that worked at Square Enix that invented the active time battle system like yep. the main person that invented that is the one that did it but the music absolutely shreds because it's Nobu Uematsu. Yep. So any Final Fantasy fan knows that and it is just the music is so good in it even if it's just like generic little one-on-one -on -one battles and stuff and as you progress in the game and level up and get more like physical defense, more magic defense, more everything, and just get better, um, you start getting attacks that do upwards of like seventeen thousand damage because <laughs> you're fighting enemies that have like 
40,000 magic defense and like 80,000 physical defense and it's it gets insane as you get to those further levels in the dungeon but you also get ridiculous weapons like Excalibur that can do you know 18,000 per swing of consistent damage and you get like one of the basic spells is called Malio and it normally does a little bit of consistent damage but there's like a 13th tier of it that does 15,000 damage because it just gets better and better as you buy the higher level versions of it um but what I like is that you kind of grow attached to those characters, and if they if you lose them in the middle of a dungeon because they get turned to stone, you have to not only leave them there, but then you're down to three characters to either A, dig yourself back out of the dungeon by backtracking, mm-hmm. or hopefully by then you have an ability that'll let you get out of the dungeon faster and get back to the main place so you can recruit somebody else. But then you're crawling all the way through the dungeon again from level one all the way down and making that one character strong enough again to be able to survive those later levels right um which was the mistake that i made playing around i lost a character turned to a statue i ran six floors back up recruited somebody else at level one and i thought i'd be good enough to take them a couple levels down because three of my characters were strong enough to wipe the floor with enemies and that weak character got targeted first time by everything and just kept getting wrecked <laughs> and wrecked and wrecked. And so I was constantly running back to a revive spring to bring them back, only to have them die again. Those but there were times yeah. when they would gain three levels at once, which was phenomenal. Nice. Yeah, that sounds cool. That's definitely better than I was expecting. Dude, it's, it, like. Oh, it definitely caught me off guard. And I didn't realize the music at first until I was like starting to play it and was super into it. And I was like, this sounds way too good. And then I looked at the music and I was like, oh, of fucking course it is. Um, but yeah. it's it's really good. Um, like It is unfairly good for that game to have gotten announced and then a week later have launched and for it to just be so under the radar on so many people. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, that's been pretty much it. My time has been spent between playing those games when I have time to and dealing with revamping my entire tech life because I'm making a crossover to an entire different ecosystem. So uh, as of next recording session, I will be a part of that entire Apple ecosystem and hopefully my next uh, been playing is going to be Fantasian. Nice. Yeah, with the Apple games and everything, that's going to be because They they got some really good stuff on there that I'm pissed that is never... Or seems never to be coming to Android. I have yeah. Fantasian downloads in my phone, but and I meant to play when I flew up to Ohio, but I still have yet to start that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be starting that as soon as I get everything set up. Nice. So, um, yeah, obviously, uh, if you couldn't tell, I've been playing Back, Back for Blood. Um, got thoughts on it. I'll continue to play it. Um, so we've been playing through Life is Strange 2. Um, we're playing through all the Life is Strange games to lead up to the newest one that dropped uh, uh, True Colors uh, dropped last month or the month before or something like that so uh, we've been going through those uh, which I'm having a lot of fun with Life is Strange 2 it is like those games are so brutal like the the way that they just hit you in waves with the story Um, so we're like at the end of episode 2 pretty much Uh, we're going to crank through that and get ready to move on to the next one um, and then the other thing, the main thing I've been playing, because I always have to be playing a city builder, uh, I tried out End Zone, A World Apart, which is on Steam. It's on sale right now, I think, because uh, they just released the DLC. Um, it's like, uh, I mean, I've, I play a lot of the games that are kind of similar, where it's like an apocalypse survival simulator, pretty much. Trying to build the world back up. 
Right. So you have the people. Um, you know, you 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 have a certain amount of a group of survivors of. I think when you start, it's like twelve people and a couple kids, and you just kind of like you have like a a local like a, a storage depot, and it's like okay, you have to build everything. So like, um, you build like first you start scavenging, so you have people like cut down trees to gather wood. Um, they start gathering like destroyed uh, scrap basically, and then scrap can be turned into a lot of different things. So then you like build a facility that's like a, a scrap recycler so you say okay we're gonna have this guy sift through the scrap and try to make like cloth so that's like you assign one guy to that job and that's just all he does is to like try to generate cloth out of scrap um and then you are like okay you know we've we've gathered up a bunch of shit um, we need to make some housing for these people so that they can start to have families and start to reproduce and, you know, actually we'll be able to continue into the future here. Um, and then you have, like, catastrophes that'll happen. So you have, like, like there can be wildfires. There can be, like, radiation clouds that kind of blow by. Um, there will be, like, droughts and things like that. So you try to structure with, like, a diversity of food and water sources and then you, you know, just slowly scale up, basically, to make more sophisticated materials so that you can make more sophisticated shit out of it. Uh, and then eventually you try to, like, recreate electricity and everything, so... Um, really interesting, really fun. Uh, it's relatively simple, which I think is a big fix that a lot of these games kind of fuck up. Um, there's, like, some city planning considerations to it and everything, so... Definitely one that you can dump a lot of time into and end up with like a, you know, you end up like five or six hours into your one city and it's like, ah, shit, I should have, I should have redesigned and put the town center over there. <laughs> so it's like the classic city builder thing. So right. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that for sure. Um, it's really cool. Like visually, you know, everything's like the junkie style and everything. So it's funny when you create like a super advanced, uh, you know, housing complex or something. It gets like all these bonuses and shit, and it just looks like an absolute shantytown shithole. Kind of looks like Megaton like from Fallout Three or something. Yeah, it has like a plus fifty, like approval, like uh, like prettiness rating. Basically, it's so funny. But, like, I would be pissed if I fucking lived here, but these guys are loving it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm gonna. I, I haven't gotten to like the late game to really see the crazy shit you can make. So that's that's my main goal coming up. Um, and just to make a sprawling city. I'm going to try to recreate a... I'm probably going to become one of those weird people that's like, I'm going to recreate Berlin, but in the apocalypse. <laughs> so, we'll see where that goes. So, um, yeah. So, like we said in the beginning to the news, uh, it's it's like a lot of delays, um, you know, as we get to the holiday season and people are realizing that the shit ain't going to happen. Um, we got some, some of the some of the delays have had a silver lining though, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited for that's some true. of them. Right. So, and obviously, yeah, there's been a lot of. Uh, we're in the busy season for news, so we didn't even mention some stories that are just you know little dumb stuff like so and so teases an idea of maybe someday we'll consider doing uh, whatever. Like CD Projekt Red acquired the studio that made um, uh, I forget what they're a flame in the flood. Um, which is really weird. They're going to work on an existing CD project uh, franchise. So so like, either Cyberpunk or... What the fuck or, does that mean? They're um, probably doing art for, sure. for the fucking card game. 
yeah, I don't know. So, you know, we left out a lot of stuff like that because it's just so minor that it means nothing yet. You know, we won't actually know in, for five years. So, right. Um, but yeah, the first one, first delay, season of delays. Uh, and I'm Elden not, Ring. I'm, I'm not even super mad at this one. No, this is definitely expectable. And it was only like a month. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We got hit with Elden Ring being delayed to February, yeah. even though it was already late January. So like, bro, don't get your don't don't get pissed. It's it's less. It's like barely a month. Um, but thanks to them letting us know that they're also now setting up the network test for November that you can already register for. Yeah, that's that's the silver lining on this one for sure. Yeah, like I am ready to throw my time into that network test and hate myself because yep. this is still a day one purchase for me. Any Souls like is everyone knows that, yep. um, but I'm very excited. Um, January is going to be busy enough anyway, man. People are going to be dealing with all the like the the post Christmas headaches of everything. Yep. Um, this is also one of those where I have a very strong feeling that anytime a game pushes from January into February. I don't think it's all based on just like, oh, the game's not going to be ready. Yeah, it's definitely a marketing move, too. It's always a marketing move because so many businesses start their fiscal year in February. Yep. So why not start the year off solid as fuck? And it also could be, that could mean that they did better during the year than we were expecting, too. Because, okay, we don't need this massive dump of money at the end of our fiscal year anymore. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they already have Christmas. And if Christmas isn't going to be enough to make or break, if Christmas is what's, if you need another game after holiday season to help you make or break your entire you're kind of like quarter yeah you're screwed <laughs> yeah. um we we both came from the same retail background to know yep. when delays happen like this it's because of how that pushes with those awful conference calls of oh this yep. is gonna make or break our month and our quarter like pushing this off from january into february is going to help a lot of businesses start their their fiscal year strong and that's mm-hmm. that's more than likely what this is um but I'm I'm glad they're at least giving us a network test in November now for it because realistically, they didn't need to give us a network test. Right. Like they they know how their games work on a network. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really copy paste when it comes to the network stuff for them. Yep. Just they to, have the best yeah, ways make, to do it with the password system and stuff. Like. Yep. But it'll exactly. be a good opportunity to get some early impressions on this here. Yeah, that's what I'm excited yep. for. Yeah, it's they're saying they're calling it a network test, but this is primarily probably they're probably doing similar to the Final Fantasy thing, where it's like, okay, let us like give us some feedback on this. We're going in a kind of a different direction with some weird stuff, or like with uh, um, there was like a leak of like what was it like thirty seconds of behind closed doors gameplay or something, which right I don't know would anybody be shocked to see that? You know what I mean? We know what it is, or it's like with right. the but, uh, um, Halo Infinite multiplayer test flights that they've been doing here. Yeah, yeah. So there, this is sort of a network test, but that's not really true. It's really to gauge interest and to, to get a little tiny bit of feedback on certain things. Right. Um, so the only thing is that, yeah, that is, this is making February such a stacked month for it, That's exactly what I was going to say. Because, yeah. you know, it is a good idea to get out of the holiday window, I think. Because we're seeing more and more games do this. Like, February and, like, uh, May are becoming, like, the biggest. Yeah. They're, they're becoming almost as big as the holiday season. You know, obviously the majority of your yearly games sports games things like that are all going to come out around the holidays Mm -hmm. but other than that a lot of like new like standalone i guess titles are trying to move into like the spring kind of like your non-franchise ips yeah yeah so So, um we also have in february of 2022 
Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. I, I, that's going to be delayed. I'm calling it. Dying Light 2. That's getting delayed. Uh, King of Fighters 15. It, it'll, they can do it again. Who's to stop them? Uh, Sifu, which is that fighting game where you kind of age every time you get your ass kicked. Which is sort of what happens to me in real life, too. Uh, Destiny 2 Witch Queen expansion. And the Saints Row reboot, which I'm actually interested in checking out. Maybe. Maybe I need to see a little more of that, but could be. Right. And I know a lot of people working on that, too. Which, you know, the school had a really tight relationship with that studio. So, um, More delays. Uh, so we got, speaking of uh, CD Projekt Red, of course, uh, I'm here to, I will pants them every time I get the chance. <laughs> uh, they completely fucked me with Cyberpunk 2077. I've never been betrayed like that in my life. Fake so uh, how, how's, the, how's the other half enjoying Cyberpunk still? She just keeps playing it. Unstoppable. Did I write this fucking article on Polygon? What the fuck? Um, so the so basically last like early last week or maybe even the end of the previous week, there was a rumor like somebody saw some of the like code to optimize Witcher Three for um, the new gen consoles. Um, so because of that, remember there was the promise that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven would would be optimized for the new consoles as well. That never really materialized. So after that leak, CD Projekt was like, all right, you know, we are working on these. We're going to have the, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X updates. Um, but, you know, we're, we're working on them. We're testing them. We're making sure they're high quality because we do not want to get fucked again. Uh, so they've delayed those until 2022, which is pretty painful considering we were expecting the Cyberpunk 2077, uh, you know, the quote-unquote 4K you know, the next gen update was expected originally in January of this year. Yeah. And it's been uh, delayed to blank month 2022. So who knows? In the first quarter um, for Cyberpunk and second quarter for Witcher. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, it says that lower. That, that, that doesn't really mean anything. First quarter right. of 2022, so only a year late. And then Witcher 3 upgrade, yeah, second quarter of 2022. Even that seems really late for. Um, Witcher, which was like the real money maker, you know, two percent yeah, of Poland's entire economy. I thought it was Poland. an odd call that they would prioritize would Cyberpunk Witcher twenty first. first over Witcher, where Witcher exactly. has already built up a bunch of goodwill. Not yeah, exactly. Try to try to it, it, what they need right now is to recover the goodwill, right? So it, that's was kind of surprising to me that. Same thing. And also, don't you think it'd be easier to do The Witcher? Because they've already had to fucking <laughs> uprise it like six times. I would imagine that would be You would case, think that code is fucking open and fresh and highly commented, so... Oh, well. Um, speaking of just absolutely bombing so their own I, goodwill I just, for no reason. I just have to say that, like, when this article got shared for The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk um, yeah. upgrades getting delayed, I fucking forgot cyberpunk existed until this article hit <laughs> yeah like, they should have just not mentioned that's it. not even me being an asshole yeah i genuinely forgot about cyberpunk and the witcher 3 has been so far out of my mind for so yeah. long now because i'm not gonna lie I, i've always wanted to i'm never gonna i'm never gonna play it um, um you're have, not alone I mean, in that sound i have i, I was I have right there with hours you. like this could be your chance yeah, I mean, I have more hours behind me in my life than I have ahead of me at this point, and I'm not going to be sure. able to play The Witcher 3 to its fullest. <laughs> I would love to. 
I know that I'm gonna if I'm playing it, I'm probably gonna be on my deathbed trying to wrap credits on that game. It's um, only uh, like 110 hours with all the DLC. I mean, it's just it's. As you much put as that I into Final to, Fantasy. You put that into Final Fantasy One, which you've already whoa, 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 beaten six hundred times. Hey, 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 fighting words. Calm down. Calm down. But like, I genuinely forgot the game. I forgot Cyberpunk existed until that yeah. was said, and I like. I still have the the collector's editions in my attic in our like attic crawl space <laughs> because I forgot that I even have it until yeah. this happened because I never even opened the PlayStation collector's edition the disc the, the game is still in there it's all up in my attic right now um, probably I'm not never, a great environment for it but it's know, it's in a safe spot it's, it's all it's all like it's a finished attic and stuff it's good yeah. um, it's, it's kind of wild when you think like, about it, it with like how much of a PR marketing machine Cyberpunk had last year going for yep. it and this is where we're at with this game yeah yep. it's unfortunately it's a big bummer it yep. really sucks um, we all had such high hopes for it and we all got shit on relentlessly so it is what it is. Yep. So yeah, like I said, speaking of a massive fucking bomb to your goodwill for no reason, um, Xbox Game Studios Publishing, which is not for internal, um, you know, it's not for internally owned Microsoft Studios. So there, there was like. So there was an initial tweet. What was the original? Okay, it's all been deleted. But um, okay. the, the initial tweet was something along the lines of, "We're excited we're like to kick off something special or something. tomorrow." Or tomorrow, the Xbox Game Studios wrote, uh, "Just give us one more day to prepare the chickens." So playing right, off the, the chicken, chicken kicker. Yep, and then they after that they followed that up uh, minutes later by saying. We'd call it our Fable anniversary, but that name was already taken. So really, I think the main belief was that they were gonna release like an HD trilogy, maybe or something like that. I would, but people immediately were like, "Oh, this Fable news from the um, you know Playground Studios Fable game." But that was immediately like questionable because that's an internally owned studio, so that would not be via Xbox Game Studios publishing. Right. So, anyways, um, immediately after. It was like the next morning, basically. Um, Xbox Game Studios Publishing Twitter uh, deleted the other tweets and then said, Sorry for any confusion. We don't have any big game news tomorrow or any info about We Are Playground's upcoming Fable game. Which is like, okay, why did you say you we've got something special tomorrow if you then follow up and say we don't have any news for tomorrow? So it's like, okay, something was going to happen and then they pulled it back. My guess for is... Sure. Maybe there was just a mix-up in communication, and this yeah. was a pre, pre-prepared tweet that they were going to eventually send out. And, and they sent it out early, maybe? They sent it out too early. That's the way... Well, this still is the wrong... This is the wrong branch of Xbox to be announcing Fable news. Right. Unless it's so what maybe you said that... maybe somebody logged in, an intern logged into the wrong account. <laughs> it could be that. But I don't see this as, like, a misstep in PR. This is probably more than likely a genuine oops yeah this was just an oops yeah it's fine i think people yeah definitely got over i've been i've been getting teased fable news for like 20 years at this point <laughs> well, remember <laughs> like, what the next fable game was supposed to be it was supposed to be an asymmetrical multiplayer game okay i'm glad that got canceled though. yeah i did play that it was you know it was certainly one of the games of that year 
But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of brutal. Just absolutely shooting yourself in the foot for no reason. That was um, that was when Lionhead still existed, actually, when they were trying yeah, to make that was, it Yeah, that. that was Lionhead's, like, final... They did that, and they did the, the Fable card game. Right. As, like, a panic, like, we have to make money. I, they were fucked as soon as Peter Molyneux left. Not that he is any good, <laughs> but he was the only way to get that company funding. Because <laughs> he would just go into these fucking meetings and be like, yeah, we're going to uh, fucking uh, grow flowers in real time. And they were like, okay, here's $100 trillion. Yeah, he was like Kojima level, just like walk in and, nice. and just get that blank check. Yep. Yeah, it was. I don't know how he did it either, because he would consistently... I mean, they, like they made good games, but they were consistently under delivering. <laughs> that's how they. That's how they stuck to schedule and shit. Though he'd be like, um, "Yeah, we don't really know how to like make trees grow," and he's like, "Throw it out." He's like, "It's funny." Like he was such a like Molyneux is like you know they always talk about how designers have an issue with like uh, killing their darlings, right? Like he I became. Just, I don't want to give up this feature. I'm so. It. Yeah, he, he became a mass murderer of darlings, basically. Well, no, like... He like, was not afraid to kill the baby. The terminology became that you molyneux your game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is kind of... Again, they actually put out good shit. Yeah. Like, it's not like... Uh, they were always under-delivered of what they could have been. But I think if you were, a, like, a rational human being, you realized that it was not possible to do the shit he was talking about. Right. You always had to listen to him <laughs> with, like... Yeah. realistic expectations and understanding that he's over promising and and a lot of the stuff is theoretical too this guy was not trained in game design he was not trained in programming he was right. not trained in anything he, he stole computers that were meant to be delivered to a company with a similar name <laughs> so i mean you know he's an absolute scoundrel and that's <laughs> why the fable games are good so in his real talent i think was just letting other people do their thing right so like um, you know, it, he was an ideas guy, certainly. So, um, you know, I, basically what I'm saying is bring back Peter Molyneux, and I, you know what? Fuck it, put him in charge of Xbox. Oof. Put, give Peter. Molyneux I don't know Xbox. if I'm Hold comfortable on. with I'm, that. I'm checking a hashtag availability for that because I'm about to start a movement. Pretty good with Phil Spencer at the moment. <laughs> so, um, I, what's he even up to? So, uh, speaking of Xbox, we'll stick on that. For a moment here um xbox is basically trying to make a new world um finnish studio mainframe is working with xbox game studios on a cloud native mmo uh cloud-based developer has announced it was working on an mmo um xbox game studios is working with the studio the claims were corroborated by uh venture beach jeff grubb the claims blah blah blah, blah, blah. it's got a working title Basically, the idea is that you can do it on any device. Certain tasks will make more sense depending on when you're playing. So, like, you know, you log in on your console or your PC with Xbox Game Pass PC. Um, you please give me a 5% discount on that monthly fee, please. And it's basically like, uh, you know, you do your main, you do your combat, you do your raids, you do your grinding, whatever. And then, like, if you want to, you can log in on mobile and do some, like, micromanaging. You can, like, customize your your gear you can set up builds maybe you know do things like that like so they want to make it like fully accessible so they're they're talking about a lot of you know the same shit people always say about their mmos or whatever still pretty early right um, but with xcloud's cloud native uh, or cloud right. xcloud support i could definitely see this being 
a very real possibility of being able to do this and have it be almost as seamless between different platforms right. of what you're playing on. And again, part of the, the the concept there, like this would be the killer app for Xbox Game Cloud or whatever the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it totally makes sense. Do it. I'd be down yeah, for we're it. Seeing a, we're seeing a lot more success with cloud-based stuff anyway. Yeah. So I, I, I Like do... all major software has moved to cloud-based. Yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of really, really good cloud support with a lot of things. Like It's, it's to the point now where... Um, a lot of things are just being marketed that way too. Like I just I just picked up my new iPad this weekend, and mm-hmm. as part of the marketing, they even have like online and in store is talking about grab a video gaming controller because like you're going to be cloud gaming on that thing too. Like not just the built in stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm looking into getting a backbone controller for my phone just for that. Right. So interesting, cool, could be awesome. Um, I don't know why I always get excited for MMOs. I hate them, so this will disappoint me. But. <laughs> yeah, having time form is the problem, and uh, there's there's some, always some fun with MMOs, though. Well, that's part yeah. of it, right? Like it's the time, but I think the thing for me, like the main, the main. You issue, like to I have guess, an in, you like to finish something. Eventually, that's a big part of it for sure. Even but if you I, want the, to do it thirty times, right? the The thing that kills me on it every time is basically that I have to have. Um, I, 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 to play it correctly, you have to play with friends, and I, me, and the people that I play with, and you idiots, just have completely stupid schedules, and that's nobody's not, schedules line up. That's not always the case for MMOs, though. There are some very, very solo-friendly MMOs out there. Wrong and stupid. I've tried it. It sucks. The end. Okay, what else we got? Um, uh, the, the big the big news that we knew was coming. Yeah, right. Like we got all we all completely knew this was going to happen. We just didn't know when. Well, this is kind of the discussion that we've been talking about a lot with like the general like company um, outlook differences have made it so that the console wars are effectively over. Which. At you know, least as far as like good. platform performance wise go, I think it still comes down right. to exclusivity well, it's like, of you know, titles. We, like uh, PlayStation has fully doubled down on we make the god tier internal, you know, quadruple A games. Um, you know, the Xbox is like you play your shit wherever you want, whenever you want, however you want, whyever you want. Right. And we're, we're going to give you a bunch of weird shit to sign up for a monthly subscription because that's how software companies make money now. And then Nintendo is like, we're Nintendo. <laughs> so, you know, Xbox has, obviously, they're the same parent company. They fully bought into PC gaming, you know, old news. But uh, Sony is really just like, they're like, okay, yeah, fuck it. If we can make this shit run on a PC, it's happening. So they're, you know, they have announced the uh, Horizon. I think that actually came out already. They've been pushing a lot of their Sony uh, first-party platform titles onto PC. And God of War is coming next. Uh, the 2018 God of War, I should say. Right. Yeah, God of War immediately broke sales records. Like, as yeah. soon as it went live, so many people hopped online and pre-ordered it, yep. um, like, on Steam and Epic and everything. It, it's it's had ridiculous sales numbers. And it's a smart move because, yeah, we know that... We knew God of War was coming. But we also know that the new God of War is going to eventually hit PC because of this trend. But it's going to be so long. 
Well, so, is it though? Because it, this might just signal that hey, we're looking at this more now. It'll, it'll I, never be PlayStation. Sony will still never launch their games on PC though. Yeah, um, I don't know. Their big thing is they want people. They're gonna want people to play this on PC now and to think, fuck, I want to play the next one. I need to get a PS5. I think you hit or a PS4 or something. I think because you they hit want someone exactly else to buy right. that hardware and get them into that ecosystem on there. And they don't care if you play PC and PlayStation. In fact, they love it if you play PC and PlayStation. But they're still going to make sure that they dangle that PC version out in front of you so far away that you're either going to have to be super patient and distracted by everything else in the world, or you're going to want to get a PlayStation. No, you. Yep. I think you hit... This is more a marketing decision to try to drive up hype for the next installment of the game. To try to right. bring over the PC-only people interested into buying a PlayStation 5 to play the next game when it comes out. That's what I think this is why that they're only doing this with titles that have existed. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn came out in 2017. God of War came out in 2018. We're now Death Stranding. Exactly. Like we're we're getting the PC ports of all the really good Sony exclusives, um, but that's really where they're still ending though is at at PlayStation. Like they're they're or I mean they're ending at PC. They're they're starting on PlayStation. They're going to PC, and that's it. And that's as far as they care to take it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're going to see anything more happen with it, but we are seeing some really awesome opportunities there. But it really is just that it's those people that still want to rock a PC that they're finally like, all right, dude, here's the game that you've been wanting for a while. I hope you enjoy it, but. If you want the next one, you're going to either have to wait a super long time again or you're going to have to buy that new system. Yeah. So, interesting. Um, yeah, they probably will do kind of almost like an epic exclusivity thing, right, in the end. Um, That's on Steam, too. And well, Yeah, I mean, uh, what I mean by that is, you know, we'll keep it close to the chest and on our console for a little while and then we'll put it on the other one eventually. So... Um, definitely, uh, you know, interesting, cool, but uh, not really a game changer. You're not going to get God of War to uh, Valhalla or whatever it's called day one on PC. So yeah, and it, like I said, that's the big that's thing is they just they want people to look at it and go, oh fuck, I guess I better buy a PlayStation after all. Yeah. Yep. And I I think it'll work. I I really do. I think it's not. It might not drive people to go straight to a PS5, but it's going to give a lot of those some of those PC people if they finally get hooked on that game or more Sony games especially when they look at the fact that you've got these other ones coming up soon um, well both some people look at Horizon and they suddenly go like damn I want to play that other Horizon game when it comes out and that's already mm-hmm. that already might be working um, unfortunately we don't see the numbers to be able to know for sure on that well both sequels are still coming out on the previous gen consoles too so it's not like they have to yeah deal with trying to get the next gen consoles is just trying to get them on PlayStation. Right. Interesting. So, um, next thing coming up, which we have known about, but we're, we've gotten a trailer and we've gotten some official confirmation. Um, the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition. So this just means they're out of ideas, right? <laughs> They're just trying uh, so to buy some time a, until, you know, whenever GTA 6 yeah. comes out. Yep. So Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, Vice City, and San Andreas. Um, I assume that means all the DLCs? 
Um, did Grand Theft Auto Three San um, Vice City or San, San Andreas and, ever have uh, San any Andreas DLC? certainly did. On PS was San Andreas PS Two. Uh, it was PS Two and original Xbox. Yeah. Right. So I don't so, think it actually had. No, I thought GTA Four was the first one to ever get DLCs. Yeah, G- GTA Four was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't really possible at the time, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't a thing back then. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be getting, and they've already shown some screenshots of how different these games look. So significant. They they yes and no. They don't. I don't know if they look significant enough for me to want to like jump no. in and and care. It looks yeah, definitely um, have to have a lot of better than I expected them to be. Yeah, it still it still is like you were saying that nostalgia fuel. Like you've got to mm. you've got to care that much already to make it a big deal, right? Um, it's I mean three games for sixty bucks though that's still cool. Um, I have sure. a lot of nostalgia out there for Vice City, but my problem is going to be the music. Um, I, I need to know what songs they still licensed out for Vice City to see how big of a soundtrack change that's going to be. That's going to be one of the biggest things for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but I think out of those three games, the one people care about the most is going to be. San Andreas, right? Um, and it, it's definitely going to be San Andreas and Vice City, and, and then GTA Three is going to be that distant uh, memory of <laughs> man. I remember liking this game way back, but now that the buildings are already loaded, when I start playing, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> and also, another thing about is that they're dividing up with some of the um, subscription services too. San Andreas will be available on Game Pass, but just San Andreas. PlayStation Now will get GTA Three. And that makes sense because, yeah. like, GTA 3 is what made a PS2 so awesome. Uh, San Andreas was huge on original Xbox more than anything. Um, and that, 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 I think, is an awesome gap that's in there. Um, am I bummed to not see the love for Vice City? A little bit. But again, I, I just played that game and listened to the soundtrack growing up. I didn't care about doing anything. I just remember, like picking up motorcycles and stuff and just flying through areas and trying to jump buildings listening to the same songs on repeat yep so um other than that there's been a couple other um announcements trailers um rumors things like that so um not something I'm particularly excited for but yet I guess. But, yet. Uh, key, key word yeah. on there being yet because it's you. <laughs> we don't know. know. We need to know more. We know more. damn well the more we see, you may start to get excited. But then uh, I got really. Get, so they, um, <laughs> basically Asmodee, um, big board game creator, and they make a lot of digital versions of board games as well. Um, they have gotten the go-ahead to create a another uh, tabletop role-playing experience uh, via Star Wars. So they do have um, the currently supported and existing uh, 2012 um, Star Wars Edge of the Empire, Star Wars Age of Rebellion, and Star Wars Force and Destiny, which I just hate this game. <laughs> like, I, I hate the rules. I hate the special dice. I hate that they split so basically, when that you know, Edge of the Empire is um, like the scoundrel classes, basically. So like bounty hunters, uh, rogues, pilots, things like that. And then the um, like other classes, like force users, uh, soldiers, things like that, 
are literally in the other books. So you have to have bought all three of these $60 books to even get your character classes lined up. Which, I mean, it's just an absolute, you know, money-hungry cash grab. It's kind of gross. Each of the classes has completely different rules on how they function, and they even use different dice. So it's just needlessly confusing. Um, and yeah, I really did not like the setting at all. And the 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 rule it's the rules itself are like built into a particular setting. So it's not like you can do whatever Star Wars game you want. You're sort of locked into what they wanted you to do, which is just. It's. I mean, it's. It was from Fantasy Flight, so their main thing that they do is like miniature, like war games. Right. So I can see why it got crammed into this little box, but I just I hated it. Um, so the new, the new project, uh, is under their Edge Studio, which is a different group. Um, but unfortunately, the lead guy is the former develop the the lead. Uh, developer on Edge of the Empire, which started these games that I hate. So um, I just I don't see unless they go a completely different direction. I don't see um, me being interested. So you know, D twenty rules are out there, folks. You don't need to play this shit. <laughs> Especially when they want a minimum investment of two hundred dollars for you to even fucking look at it. Yeah, no thanks. It's just brutal. It doesn't come with miniature. And, you know, it's like a lot of their stuff, again, it's miniatures based. You have to buy, like, the X-Wing miniatures and shit. So, like, I understand why it's kind of a cash grab and why they have weird rules because it's literally different types of ships that are completely different from each other, right? But, like, I don't know. The way that the way that they structured their RPG just felt so dishonest to me that they could come at it from a completely different angle. And I could. It was almost it, like a but I just don't physical see microtransaction set up. Oh, do you want to unlock the ability to play as... Like, imagine you're playing D&D. You buy the player's handbook, and it's like, okay, you can be a cleric or a paladin. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, I'm pretty sure there was more options than that. And it, or you, even with like races, it's like, okay, you can be a dwarf, cleric, or you can be a human paladin. So which one... What of all these amazing deals, which one would you like to be? <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? I know there's other shit. So you go out and buy another book, and it's like... You can be a ranger or a druid. That's exciting, isn't it? Uh, you can be an elf or a gnome. And it's like, it, it, that defeats the whole purpose of tabletop role-playing, which is to be able to make your game infinitely interesting, only bound by your creativity. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, the classes are not balanced. Um, you cannot easily homebrew a new class because the way that their rules are very specific to the class and everything. Just generally, I... It went in the direction of all the tabletop shit I hate, right? I like the really rules light, the really simple, the expandable, the like open to interpretation stuff is what I like. Right. And they did the exact opposite. They did like, if you thought, uh, you know, D&D 3.5 was like super rules heavy, just wait. We can fucking blow that shit out of the water. You're going to feel like you're playing Mech Warrior when you have to roll 700 dice. But that's coming, so I'm sure somebody out there is excited for that. Um... Another rumor, um, a new Splinter Cell game is possibly in This feels like a Maybe. break glass in case of emergency kind of situation where Ubisoft is potentially, allegedly, finally giving, or getting back into developing a Splinter Cell game to 
try to build some better PR, especially appease fans. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. with the fallout of their what was it, Ghost Recon, the first person free to play shooter that they announced, and then one week later decided to suspend indefinitely. Uh, Frontline. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it really is. Um, was there? I don't know. Was Again. there another shooter that Ubisoft announced this year? Yes. Then we've not heard. Of- well, at any given time, uh, Ubisoft has sixteen Tom Clancy's games that are in some stage of coming out. So it's impossible well, to say. Just I mean, a little technically, bit. Technically, they're still making that. Um, the one that was going to be called uh, Patriot or something like that. That's still. Are in you development. talking about Rainbow Six Patriots that became Rainbow Six Siege? Yes. So the main the main game is still in development. Okay. So they're still considering releasing another Rainbow Six game. It's just wild. Like, um, yeah, Tom Clancy's The Division, Heartland, uh, X Defiant. X Defiant. That's what I was thinking of. Where it was like three different factions. Yeah. One of them was Third Echelon. And yeah, yep. that that was there was a trailer and gameplay footage that came out earlier this year for that and then we have not heard a single thing about that since yep so it is like they're just announcing shit like years ahead of time Um, so the most recent Ghost Recon game Breakpoint was very poorly received Um, fans have expressed disappointment that Ubisoft no longer is interested in developing single player stealth action with linear narrative so they're finally like okay we'll consider making this fucking game for you but if it doesn't sell like absolute nuts and here's the sad part about it it probably won't because stealth games no it can't do not sell as well as other genres of games it's yeah look at uh look at you know the dishonored games which are like widely considered to be some of the best stealth games ever made some of the best like um what do they call the uh immersive yeah immersive sims and they sell like dog shit and so much so that this company is like you know in danger every time they release right. a game and it was because it just doesn't have a huge it was the audience. same story with um io where square enix you know sold off exactly. I, or just you know broke io off and let them keep the hitman franchise it yeah. it sucks because i was such a huge splinter cell fan too i absolutely love these games i played chaos theory over and over and over again but it's been 2013 was when the last entry of this franchise came out true entry um blacklist and even then they were having some issues because they decided to go with a new voice actor because they did mocap and they used the mocap actor to do voice actor so you didn't have michael ironside reprising his role as sam fisher and i don't think he's reprised his role for all the million and a half cameo appearances Sam Fisher has showed up in since then too so it makes me think that like in order for the Splinter Cell the game or this new Splinter Cell that is allegedly being developed they're going to have to go a completely different route so it's I'm conflicted on it because there's no way that they'd be able to pick up where it left off at it's just too much time has transpired And yep. it's it's a completely different world now as far as game video games go, and I'm not sure a Splinter Cell game could survive if it's done faithfully to what the past iterations were. It'd have to be something different, and I'm not sure what that different would be. Yeah. 
So we'll have to see. Um, and also, they've teased a new Splinter Cell game before. Oh yeah. Delivered. Well, they've even so. cha- they've even teased a Splinter Cell movie in Ka- in uh, on on Splinter Cell Chaos Theory in one of like the extras menus. There was this thing saying Splinter Cell the movie thing, and there was just nothing to it except for the trident goggles going bee, and that was it. And then you never heard anything from that again. Yep. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, so, uh, some more teases, but of stuff that actually really is coming out. Um, we saw our first trailer for the Uncharted movie with Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg uh, as Sully. Horrible casting. Uh, but it's because it's Mark Wahlberg's studio, so he gets to be whoever he wants in it. <laughs> So it's like it's a young, uh, it's a younger Nathan Drake. It's like Drake and Sully's first adventure together, which yeah, except cool. for like Just going by the trailer, it seems like they're going through the entirety of all four of the games. Undoable. That's like a major mistake that's been going on with a lot of um, adaptations, where they're like, "What if we just hit everything?" It's like, bro, these games are like twenty hours right. long. Like you are not going to hit four games worth of content in. An hour and a half. It's just not happening. But they try and they ruin everything. They always doing fail. It. And then they're like, "Why did our movie do so badly?" When it's completely unwatchable. Well, this it's movie has bad. gone through so many director changes. It's yes, been sir. in it's been in development for over ten years now. We've been hearing about an Uncharted movie. Yeah. My guess is the reason why they want to try to incorporate as much as they can from all the games versus just trying to go because they they this is their one shot let's put it all in and see how it goes from here exactly see what we can get out of it so yeah i mean we'll we'll have to see um you know we're also seeing some uh images from the um last of us uh series on hbo which i think is the way to go that looks pretty good so far so i'm excited to see more of that uh, we got a Batman trailer. We got all kinds of trailers lately. Folks. Oh yeah, like we got the Batman trailer, which looks oh, I'm excited, so excited for it. For Very dark. Um, I caught the Flash trailer. That has me way too pumped um, because I can go on about Flash stuff forever. Um, yeah, you've been you've been known. Uh, you're a known Flasher in your community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, totally. Yeah, just get, DC fandom being the other weekend just gave us way too much stuff as far as like geeky comic book stuff like comic book side stuff so everything DC related has me very excited now Um, even all the recent Superman news that's happened that has people all kinds of riled up I am all (laughs) about it Um, I am way way too excited I could spend hours talking about all the different things that were there Um, but I will say that Robert Pattinson looks like he's going to be a dope Batman and everything for the Flash so far it's looking phenomenal because we are going to have three different Flashes, two different Batmans, and wait, three? I, don't I thought it was only two. There are three. I thought it was just the two Flashes in that one shot, and then Supergirl two, on the left hand side. I, I, it looks like I think we're going to have two different. I think we're going to have two Ezra Miller Flashes, and then I, I think we might get like a different other flash the tv like, show <laughs> no grant gustin <laughs> no i think we're gonna end up getting I, I i thought from what it looked like we're gonna get at least two of uh, two ezra millers and then one other which could be no like, like, i think flash you know might i think that be. was a uh, Supergirl that was on uh 
the DCEU's Ezra Miller's left, and then the one on the right was a different Ezra Miller, who, did you notice, is wearing the 89 Batman suit, but spray-painted red with, like, a yellow lightning bolt <laughs> over the bat symbol? Yeah, I'm fairly <laughs> confident I know what's happening with that already. I'm pretty sure they're going Flashpoint route, and that is going to be um, Thomas Wayne's bat suit um, that after he figures everything out, is going to let let Barry use that and turn it into a flash suit for when he comes back to the current timeline and is ready to, to do some right. fighting. Um, I think we're going to see all kinds of different stuff on there. I'm excited for it. There's going to be way too much going on, but I already know they're going Flashpoint with it, which has me very fucking pumped. Uh, and that's going to be their yeah. way of... That can be their way very easily of doing what Marvel is giving us with all of the um, fractured timelines and everything, thanks to Loki. Um, how we're getting all the different alternate, like Marvel realities. I think that Flashpoint's going to help us kind of reset some DC yeah. stuff in some really cool ways. Because Ben Affleck said that he did actually get to have fun on the set for this one. He never thought he'd be able to, you know, have fun being Batman again. I'm glad that's to hear exciting. that. I'm, I'm pumped like that is some really good news on that um uncharted movie i'll i'll i need to see more i don't know if I'm, i've got to at least give it a shot my problem is that i never like those kinds of movies anyway yeah i i'm looking at this with realistic expectations this is going to be a fun blockbuster flick and that's all there really is going to be to it yeah like i i'm not a big like indiana jones i never was a big indiana jones fan so when it came to play video games and stuff like that, I was way more about it because I like that kind of video game. I don't care much for that kind of movie. Um, so watching an Uncharted movie is going to be a whole different vibe. Yeah. Um, I'll, 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 I'll hold off I'll on reservations until I see. I, I need to see more. Uh, I do feel bad that at this point so many people have dumped so much of their life into making this movie happen. <laughs> I've got to see how it goes. Unfortunately, that Nathan Fillion short from oh years ago is still probably going to be better. Yep. It's just always going to be that. I'm With, sorry. With uh, Stephen Lang Nathan as Billy Sully. always going to be... Yeah, dude. I, it's, I'm sorry, but Nathan Drake's always going to be my Drake. Or, I mean, Nathan <laughs> Drake. Nathan Fillion's always going to be my Nathan Drake. No, you're uh, right. Nathan Drake is my Drake. Yep, always. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the last little thing that I threw on our docket was just something I thought was a fun little upbeat thing um, to, to put near the end of everything for us. Yeah. Um, Everyone knows I'm a huge Final Fantasy guy. There's not a single episode that goes by where it doesn't come up. Um, but recently some fun news happened. We found out that Hironobu Sakaguchi, who left Square Enix years ago uh, before he started Mistwalker, like when he started Mistwalker Studios, mm-hmm. um, he's the father of Final Fantasy. He is the, the, the creator, like the main person. But he recently announced that he jumped into Final Fantasy XIV. Why not? And yeah, so like I thought that was I thought that was cool. Like jump in there and see what has happened with like an MMO that has all been based on your creations. Yeah, what you all do with my shit while I was gone? Yeah, so it's like he has been out of Square Enix for almost twenty years. Eighteen years after leaving (laughs) Square Enix, he jumped in to try out Final Fantasy fourteen, and apparently he absolutely loved it because people following following him on Twitter were able to keep an eye on all of it. This man somehow beat Final Fantasy XIV's main A Realm Reborn story content in such good timing that it upset me. King. 
Mans took about 16 days to finish A Realm Reborn. I was playing the game off and on for three years before I beat A Realm Reborn. <laughs> and then, yeah. Heaven's Word, the first expansion, he beat that stuff in two days. He rolled, he rolled credits on both of those in less than a month. And I am so upset. And the hell of it is, that's all shit you could do with a free trial. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, so these Japanese game developers, like, their behavior is just disturbing to me. <laughs> like, Sakurai. And the, like, these dudes do not know how to take a five-minute break. Dude, the thing is, though, he did take breaks during this. That's what's really funny. Like, one of the he things went to his kid's to his wedding. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like, he attended his daughter's wedding in the middle of all this and still managed to beat Final Fantasy XIV with that happening in the middle. Bro. I was just like, that is amazing. Um, yeah, Imagine like, you're dating a girl and, and she's like, hey, I want you to come home and meet my parents. And it's the dude that made Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably cry. No, yeah, I'd make like, fun of him. I'd say his games suck. It's just, it, it's awesome. They even talked about what he made as a character. Like, he's playing a cute little Lollafell. Um, yeah, that's pretty he's, funny. he's playing a little Lollafell, and I don't even know what class he's playing, like, what class he's maining. Um, I would love to know more. I would love it if the man would stream, because I would spend all <laughs> my time watching him stream. Um, because he's just, like, I love everything he's done. He's the what guy if he that was, was the guy? Uh, remember they talked about the dude that hit like level cap, and all he was doing was fishing or whatever. Oh god, that'd be amazing. What if that was him? Oh, I'd die. Well, it's I mean, like, well, because you have your different job classes for everything. So, like, as a fisherman, you can just max out doing nothing but fishing. It just is painfully tedious. No. Um, but I'm excited though, and just just reading about that made me want to jump back in, and I may actually try to find time to dive back into Final Fantasy 14. Um, especially given that I've realized it will run on the Steam Deck. Yeah. So I am definitely going to dive back in by the time that happens because I'm already used to controller support for it. I'll play the hell out of that on Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my uh, that was my bright and shining happy moment to bring to the to the to the podcast this week because I just I I couldn't be upset reading that. Nothing about that entire article was able to make me angry in any way, and I know that's rare. Um, okay, final little thing. Um, this is just kind of a... I don't know, this is like a... I mean, this is one that can piss people news off. Shout out, I guess. Um, so, you know, Blizzard has been uh, collapsing, is that fair to say? Um, just as, a little as bit. Activision and Blizzard kind of have to reckon with all their shit that's been going on, um, they have been changing a lot of names of things. So they sort of, like, retroactively... Uh, realized that like oh we named this character after a uh, famous rapist or whatever you know what I mean so like they're going through and doing some like uh, house cleaning pretty much which you know it's fine I, I get it it's understandable have a nice day um, this is not going to save them and in fact it like you said it's actually been continuing to like tank their uh, favorability I guess um but as they're doing all these name changes, uh, specifically they're changing uh, McCree's name because he was named after, I don't know, the actual name or a nickname of one of their, you know, supervisors that was involved in some of the stuff. So they were like, okay, we got to go back and retroactively fix that. 
Um, so they're calling him Cole Cassidy, which I think fits a uh, cowboy, you know? Um, so they said, hey, we're doing name changes, so fuck it. You should be allowed to do a name change, too. So they're letting Overwatch players get a free battle tag name change. So if you no longer want to be um, 69 squatting nuns, 69, um, you can change it to whatever the new joke is. Which I, actually, I probably just created a whole host of new people to use that name. Well, but, one uh, anyway. <laughs> one for sure, yeah. That's on this podcast right now. Um, so starting on the 22nd, which was a couple days ago at this point, and continuing through November 5th, all players will be offered a free battle tag name change. Applies to anyone who does not currently already have a free name change available. Existing name changes will not stack for future use. So if you have one, you don't get another one. Um, but yeah. Typically, it costs like I guess like five bucks probably to change your name. So, you know, this is what it is. There, I mean, everything I understand from from what I know of is just people have just like massively like abandoned like Activision and Blizzard, specifically Blizzard titles. Um, I know a lot of people left Overwatch and went into uh, what's the League of Legends one? Um, Valorant. Valorant. I've, I've heard that. I've heard that that's occurred. I guess I don't know. I've heard really good things about I know Valorant. a lot of people left World of Warcraft. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, just continuing that story. We're, they're continuing to be in several lawsuits over it, so we don't, you know, obviously we didn't get anywhere with that. Um, but, uh, <sighs> what a... What a way to watch a company collapse, huh? I still stand by my... It's not It's not enough, though. Yeah, I still stand by my prediction that they'll probably just end up selling off yeah. these parts. Yeah, yeah it, it is the type of thing, too, that it's like, okay, we are... You know, we've barely... Well, I think the, the news story came out. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm guessing here. But the news story came out where they've... The total number of people who have been disciplined was like 14. Hmm. And it's like, and none of those are like executives. So it's like, dude, more than 14 people knew what was going on. They were referring to like specific rooms as the Cosby suite. Like everybody in this company knew what was going on. Well, that was the suite where it also had a picture of Cosby hanging in his literally in it. Like they 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 thought it. it was like, it was a joke. Like. This was all. I mean, it's it's just college freshman year. That's that's yeah. that's it's college freshman year for assholes. That's all it now, is. Now, of course, obviously, you should be allowed to make a joke about Bill Cosby if you want to. It's funny. It's fine. But like, they were there was like actions behind this. You know what I mean? Like, again, specific like group supervisors had multiple women that worked under them committing suicide. How does that happen? If somebody like like we have people at my company we we get um psyche valves and shit to make sure everybody's doing okay which obviously are insanely easy to lie in and they can't tell if you're lying oh but, they're so like, easy super easy um i'm not on a list so if you like there's just so much that you can like if we had a line worker or something commit suicide like at a company function I mean, I don't like. There's a chance we would shut down. Like, that would be devastating. Like that would that would be years of the business recuperating and like 
doing further evaluations, doing interviews, doing group sessions and shit, like it would it would be devastating. And the fact that they have supervisors who had multiple employees doing this and the fact that a company company events everybody got their own room at the hotel except for this one female employee that had to sleep in the supervisor's room it's not allowed it's a company business you can't do that like it's just insane that this stuff went on and every time a new story comes out it's more shocking that like there it's just it's not possible that they didn't know it's not possible it, it's only more shocking if you, you know, had expectations well, I, I of guess people. Shocking is not correct. Like it's it's disappointing. Where it's like this is this was intentionally, like this company killed these people. You know, it's when it when it happens at this type of scale, it's the company's fault. So, it, like you said, I, I think they need to cease. You know, it, it needs to be destroyed. So that's the only kind of outcome I can see from it, and it sucks. Because, you know, they, they made some yeah. good stuff. But unfortunately, if the cost of making that good stuff is to inflict this level of harm, then don't make it. You know, it's like, it's the fucking, it's the Nestle thing. Well, you know, your chocolate bar would be a lot more expensive if we weren't allowed to use child slaves. Okay. I'm willing to take that deal. But unfortunately, you know? that decision isn't even on us to make. It's if, never offered. Yeah. It's never offered. So what they're saying is we're not going to spend more money. So therefore, you cannot buy a chocolate product and feel safe. You cannot buy bottled water and oh my feel like you haven't contributed God. to human slavery. You just reminded up. me of a dumb movie clip I watched yesterday on TikTok of all stupid things because, yes, I'm on there. Yes, just I'm on TikTok. Doom scrolling okay, gonna, and hating I'm gonna, everything. I'm going to track you down. Well, there was some dumb movie, and it's dumb, I, I call it a dumb movie. It's some movie. It had Mark Wahlberg in it. It had so many other people in it. It was about an well, oil rig. Well, there are rig. no dumb movies with Mark Wahlberg, so oh. right there off the bat, you're wrong. Go on. It was about, like, an oil rig and, like, Oh, the, oh. I think I remember <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, deep water? I Probably. Because, like, they were going on about, like, all the BP execs, like, not yeah. caring or not wanting to know if their stuff wasn't going the way they needed it to go. Because if yeah. they knew there was a problem, they'd be responsible for it and it would cost them money. But if it was a yep. mysterious accident, it wouldn't cost them a dime. They would just want to get shit done. It was It's that whole idea. It's yep. the whole, like, close your eyes and cover, like, cover your eyes and ears and just let it ride. And, oh, no, you'll we'll deal with the repercussions after the fact versus... Hey, how about we fucking fix this? And nobody in that position, nobody in a position of authority wants to fix it because it's easier for them to throw their hands up in the air and say, well, fuck, we didn't know than it is for right. them to be able to say, dude, we've been trying. It's just really hard. And it, it, it's like, you know, I, I make mistakes every day, right? Hopefully not at and work. It, typically at work. Oh, fuck. And... You know, if I make a mistake, I have to own up to it. And it's not a big deal. You know, if you are, you know, if you wanted to submit this form at uh, 2 p.m. and you submitted it at 2.02, it's late. So you say, yeah, it's, sorry, it's late. It, it, I forgot about it. It was off my mind. It, it's like, it's not that hard. It's just, it blows my mind that it's like to allow this level of malfeasance. Again, it's like, you know. If, if I turn in my paperwork late, it's my fault. If everybody turns their paperwork in late, it's management's fault. And when this kind of shit is going on, it's management's fault. And I don't care if they didn't directly know what was going on. Because if they didn't, then that's their fault for not knowing. So fuck them. And it's just like, 
Yeah, at this point, Blizzard needs to be destroyed. About half of their employees probably should go to prison. Um, I, I've, I have no tolerance for this shit anymore. It's gone. They've burned it all up. All my goodwill has been destroyed. And you didn't. You had like a decent amount of that, surprisingly. Like, beforehand. well, I always, I always want to assume that somebody is coming from a, some kind of place of honesty. And again, a lot of the stuff that happens at Blizzard happened because the company was doing well. If the company was not doing well, they would not be allowed to get away with the shit. So because they were making money, they were immune from, uh, you know, bad looks from their manager. So it's like, you know, obviously you'll never know how much money they lost because of this behavior. It's, it's impossible to... And they'll never with. disclose that publicly but, um, either. At least not willingly. Well, it, it, yeah, even if they could, they wouldn't. They, there would be no reason yeah. to share that. But it is like, it's just, you know, I, I want to assume that most people are like me and they're just trying to do their thing, you know? And I, I do honestly still think that's true because, again, this is a structural issue. It is not, uh, you know, Dave Franklin's fault. I don't know who that is. It's not a real name. Um, it's the company's fault. And the company is made up of people. So what are those people's names? Get them. It's not that hard, you know? It's, 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 uh, it's just disappointing to see, like, as we're in a world where we can communicate instantly anything at any time, true or false, doesn't matter. We're just, we can hear about all these things that are happening every single day. And it's just, it's so brutal. You know, we, humans were not meant to be able to process this. And I'm glad that the stuff is coming out. But I just don't know how much longer I can take it. You know? And I think that's true for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people have kind of instinctively backed away from consuming media. There's a lot of like people bitching about mainstream media. And in general, they're right. It's horrible. It just, it's harmful. And it, you, you, what can I do? Nothing. I'm never given the option. Am I... You know, can I tank Blizzard by refusing to play Overwatch? No. It's not possible. We talk about this all the time where it's like, you know, we live in a consumer-driven society, but the consumer has no power right. in it. I cannot choose to destroy anything. If I want to burn my Keurig because the football man didn't stand up, the Keurig makes money off of that. You've already They've bought won. the Keurig machine. It is, it's yeah. effectively impossible. What kind of... What kind of boycott would it take to destroy Amazon at this point? It's not possible. The main way that they make money is through government contracts. Right. So it is no longer possible for me to have any impact on these companies. So it's it's just it it's it's brutal. You know, you you're cursed with the knowledge of this burden like godlike you can hear the prayers of everyone in the world in every suffering moment they have, but you can do nothing. It's just so painful. And that's why everybody wants to do these like cell phone detox things where they don't bring their phone with them or whatever. So I'm, I'm and and I'm currently on my cell phone looking up cases right. for my new cell phone. <laughs> well, it's um, yep. so for part of that you know, reason I actually several weeks ago got rid of my Instagram account because I found myself just buying into that, you know, their algorithm page so much that I was wasting so much time on it that I realized I needed to break myself away from that. I and yeah, so I just ended up just nixing that account, and I no longer have that because it the the algorithm they had set up absolutely hooked me, and I and we see with like these Facebook leaks right before this you know mysterious Facebook outage that occurred, which is insanely funny how it went down. It's very you know look into it. It's funny. Um, <laughs> They deleted their own DNS basically from the internet. Hilarious. 
And, uh, you know, they know. They know that this stuff is harmful. Instagram specifically. They said, yeah, we know that this has, like, a disastrous impact on young women's brain development. But you And know, they wanted to like, make a platform specifically for children. Yeah. Facebook kids. Oh, of course, they're about to abandon the Facebook name because they've now tainted their property so thoroughly that the name Facebook instantly conjures, like, an image of a neo-Nazi shooting kittens into the sea. Or that name was tainted a God, long time ago. That's true. I mean, they're, they're, again, the concept of it, it, a lot of this stuff comes back to, like, you know, I will succeed at yeah. any cost. Like, it, I don't care how many bodies I have to shove under the gears. I, don't, I will kill a million children for this company or whatever. Whatever the lobster guy said. I like money. Yeah. That's I, the I like money. That's you know? the lobster guy, right? That's the crab guy. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Krabs? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no stereotypes being invoked there. Nothing. Oh, I was thinking of the so, Gordon Fish dude <laughs> on the yellow back. Freeman? <laughs> sure, we'll go with Gordon Freeman. Gordon Fish Sticks? Yeah. Bro, leave him fucking out of this. The dude in yellow rain jacket? Am I not allowed to have a single hero in this goddamn world? No. Folks, the Gordon uh, cinematic Gordon's fish stick <laughs> cinematic universe is adding another hero today with the Flash. Jesus <laughs> also Christ. in a yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> That's Reverse Flash. That's the bad one. No. What? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it. I do not perceive it. Folks, that's the end of the podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, download, send it to your friend. Give us a bad. Give us one star rating on iTunes. Anything helps. Uh. Soon to be on TikTok more, I guess. We already have a TikTok account. You can find us there. You cannot find us on Instagram. We're all abandoned, <laughs> I hope. Uh, I've never had an Instagram account because I'm just... If there's a picture of me, the only way I photograph good is if I'm like deeply invested in something. So then I just look like a scholar studying ancient lore. But yeah, it's every like other, about like, some island in Croatia. Every other purposeful social media picture that you're in is not flattering. Oh, I look horrible. I, I, for some reason, like... I come across kind of like uh, you, you somehow Man. you somehow look taller than you are. Yeah, which I'm like already... unphotographable. Like it, it blurs and like the image distorts around me, and it it just it's bad. Yeah, like you're already tall, but like in pictures you look even taller. I got like, like Sasquatch energy. You know, like you ever see that? Like you know, like they stretch taffy. It's kind of like they yeah. did that, but with you, but just in photos. That's what happened to me. Yeah, I fell into it. A taffy stretcher is a like, child. Like the, like the last time I saw you, the last time I saw you outside of an image, but in real life, I was like, "Oh shit, that's right. He's actually not that tall." <laughs> well, I I look normal when you see me, but then yeah. when I am when I when I am engraved upon an image uh, in in front of the sight of God, it becomes like a an evil creature. <laughs> like uh, I'm like a it's like a Mister Hyde thing. Like you can only see him when you capture an image with a silver backed lens. It's almost like some fucked up lanky Babadook, but only for photos. <laughs> yeah, Babadook is a really good example. And unfortunately, that's the only visualization I that I have for you because we've never met in person, too. Right. Which or you have and just, I guess, or no, you, you probably have and just don't remember. You know, yeah, you're right, yeah. because it's, 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 I did you use it. You cannot capture the memory because it's not silver yeah. Yeah. yeah, if there was ever a guy that made fun of you and like under his breath for selling you something that you wanted, it was probably him. Yeah, there's a good <laughs> likelihood that was the case. <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, if it was like being productive, that probably wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a guy just like standing in the corners, looking around. No, literally standing, <laughs> looking into the corner. 
yeah, staring into the corner as if uh, there was some kind of arcane knowledge. The the corner that was always flooded by piss by the pizza place next door. Yeah, I have a friend that used to work at that God. pizza place. Don't. Simply don't. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day, and I just remember the one regular always coming in smelling just like five guys. Folks, welcome to the Finley Ohio cast. <laughs> Man, was it crazy. It's our after show. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, we'll see what we're doing next week. Obviously, people got uh, shit coming up. Um, I'm going to be awake at midnight on the Sunday after that, so I will be uh, functionally deceased for approximately 48 hours, so I won't be on that one. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll determine. We're still kind of thinking about formatting and stuff. I know we skipped uh, the monthly releases. for. No, we did month. October. I don't. I'll have to look at the statistics to see if anybody gives We did October releases. Um, we lost our Iranian <laughs> listeners. We so, did monthly. We did October yeah. monthly. Um, did we? Yeah. Um, I think we were already planning ahead to November. Oh, it, it was built into another episode. It was the so first monthly one that I'd been on since we started doing the monthly ones. Okay. Well, apparently, apparently that was the case. So. Yep. Yep. We'll Sorry, see, see how November goes. November's full of holidays. so it's Once again, might be... Okay, so I'm looking for... Let's see, what country would be cool to get a listener from? Uh, Iceland. Canadian. What about the Car- Caribbean nations what? that we were talking about earlier? State. Uh, greater... What did I say? Grand <laughs> yeah, Caribbean. Yeah, but Caribbean. The, people down there, they, the people down there just pirate our episodes, though. Okay, first of all... That's funny. I need a... Hold on, let me look around. I need a Chilean listener, folks. Get this to your Chileans immediate. Uh... I will accept um, Chileans in the United States, but you're going to have to use a VPN. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we get downloads from Canada. I'll take it. Let's see. What states are really giving us downloads lately? Um, eight from Virginia. 44 from Pennsylvania. What the fuck is going on over there? That's weird. I know, I know like three people there that would not be listening. So. <laughs> Perfect. Always looking to grow it's, our listenership. Yeah, working on it hard. <laughs> well, that's all right, the, that's the episode. <laughs> that's all we got. Obviously, I've been out of content for thirty minutes, and I've just been struggling here. So, that's thanks fine. for listening. Uh, yeah, as you can tell, we were not live streaming this one, so love to mix it up, keep our listeners on their toes. Don't forget so, to check us out on Facebook, where we aren't today. Yeah, we definitely um, we are. We vary on how good we are about posting to social media. It's it's kind of hit or miss. For yeah, sure. that's, that's okay. We need an intern. They'll figure it out so, one day. I have been filter cord Austin. I have been Johnny Riot, but I have also been other people, but mostly just Johnny Riot. I have been and still am Major Potty Brian. And that's the show. That's the show, folks.